It is Monday, October 26th. My name is Trent Reinsmith, and this is another edition of the Daily Come On Now MMA podcast. Today's topics, the MMA media needs to step away from the UFC rankings after what the UFC did to Leon Edwards. It's influencing the rankings, it's influencing matchups, and the MMA media cannot be part of that anymore. It's weird, sad, and kind of funny that John Jones and Conor McGregor are so mad about some fictional greatest of all time mention. Makes no sense. It has no bearing on anything, and I hope this whole thing just goes away as soon as it can. Edson Barboza is either playing a dangerous game or by fighting out his UFC contract, or is doing just the right thing to get the UFC to play into his plans. There was some weigh-in controversy at UFC 254, and I think that needs to be addressed by the UFC because they served as the commission in Abu Dhabi. Hopefully that will take place. Not counting on it, but I think the media needs to bring this issue up. By now, everyone should be fully aware that the UFC did Leon Edwards extremely dirty in removing him from the rankings, the welterweight rankings where he was number three, and then not putting him back into the rankings until he agreed to fight Hamzat Chemaev. And then as soon as he agreed, right back in the rankings, um, which is ridiculous. Obviously, it was a power play move by the UFC to remove him. It was not the first time that this has been done. The reasoning, of course, is usually inactivity. But meanwhile, we also know that other fighters have been inactive for as much time or longer and have remained in the rankings. So it's an arbitrary decision, but it was a decision to get Edwards back to the bargaining table and make him more or less make him accept that fight. I don't know what any what happened, you know, behind the scenes, but he agreed to the fight very quickly. The fight makes no sense for Edwards in a in any way to move him in the rankings. Like I said, he was number three. He turned down a fight against Stephen Thompson, who was number five, because he wanted someone above him. He didn't get that wish, and he was aiming for a title shot or to fight someone above him, which makes sense, but. The UFC did not grant him his wish, so he was left with little choice but to agree to fight Chmaev or remain unranked and more or, you know, get smeared in the media as one of the guys that will be, who are usually referred to by the UFC, by Dana White specifically, as um, he'll call us when he wants to fight. Edwards did want to fight. He didn't want to fight the people he was being offered but that changed when he was removed from the rankings. So this is not something that should be taken well by the MMA media. And especially if you're a member of the rankings panel. So the, the rankings panel has always been looked down upon a little bit because it's a specifically a UFC rankings panel. And you're, you know, you're only ranking UFC fighters. And more, you're you're providing your work to the UFC for nothing. You're you're doing work for the UFC, and it's is specifically for the UFC since it's their rankings, and 
I don't think anybody in the media should really contribute to the UFC and do their work for them without pay is one thing. And I also don't think that anyone in the media should work on these UFC-only rankings that are used to, as we've seen here, intimidate fighters and force them to bargain. So in in Edwards's case, if I was on that rankings panel, I would I would remove myself because if the UFC is going to ad- advertise these rankings as media only and then remove a fighter from the rankings, well then they're not media only, are they? They're they're influenced by what the UFC wants because if the UFC is going to arbitrarily remove somebody then their their UFC rankings that the UFC can do whatever they want with. And if they can remove somebody arbitrarily, who's to say that they can't move somebody around arbitrarily? I have no proof that that's happening. But if you're going to remove somebody for no real reason, who's to say that the things would not be adjusted for no real reason? It's not out of the realm of possibility because there's no transparency there there used to be you used to be able to see who voted for who and then you could get kind of an idea of where someone should land if you looked at all of them all the all the rankings you don't get that anymore so that's an even dirtier way to do things so there's no transparency the ufc moves fighters out at on a whim and then puts them back in right away after they agree to a fight that should not sit well with anyone that's doing those rankings should not and so I would ask if I would hope that I know at least one person removed themselves from the ranking panels rankings panel because of the the shady dealings and I would hope others would as well because it's indefensible what the UFC did Um, so they can influence the rankings obviously and they can force fighters like Leon Edwards to take fights that they don't want to fight take because they removed them from the rankings. And now that that door's open, who's next? There's going to be someone next. And then that fighter will get removed. And then once the door opens, it, it doesn't close. It doesn't. It just gets more active. They just keep the door opening further and further and further because they can. And... It, it's not a good look for the UFC. It's not an unexpected look. But the media, the, the voting panels, can really force the issue if it steps away and says en masse, we're not doing this and this is why. I would hope that would happen and you know, force the UFC to maybe use a better ranking system, that one that is truly independent, but I don't think that's going to happen because a truly independent ranking system will include all fighters from from major organizations. And the UFC will not publish that because the UFC does not believe that there are other major organizations. And if it does, it will not mention them. It's very rare that you hear another organization mentioned on a, on a UFC broadcast. It's always... He or she had a title from an outside organization. That's not an accident that that gets referred to in that way. 
So if I got my wish, everyone that does the UFC rankings would step away and force the UFC's hand in some way because you're you're doing fighters no favors. You're hurting the fighters at this point if you're on the rankings panel. You're not helping them because they don't use these rankings to help fighters. We just saw that. Edwards got hurt by these rankings. Media member should not be involved in anything like that. It shouldn't be involved in influencing uh, matchmaking specifically for one promotion. And that's what it's doing here with the UFC. And now it's also hurting fighters' paydays, which is even worse than influencing matchmaking. So I'm not going to expect that people will step away. I'm just going to say that I hope people will step away from the rankings and make the UFC see what they're doing is wrong and come up with a better system. Or at 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 very least, a truly independent system that has no no, um, input from the UFC. None. Zero. That's the only way the rankings matter. Right now, these rankings don't matter. And... The only way they they do matter is that they hurt fighters. The UFC uses them to hurt fighters. And that's terrible for the media members, and that's terrible for the UFC, and hopefully something can get done. Well, since Saturday night, the conversation of the greatest of all time has heated up. Nurmagomedov has been put there you know, by many people, fans, pundits, have said that he is the greatest to ever do it because of his record and because of his dominance. And I won't say he's not among the greatest because of his record and because of his dominance. He is not the most dominant champion in in any way because he had so few title defenses. The ones he had were incredibly one-sided. And there's no denying that. There's no denying how much he dominated in those fights and his previous fights. I mean, the Michael Johnson fight was crazy. The Edson Barboza fight was crazy. He was just so dominant in those fights. Just, you know, no way that those that you can't look at those fights and say, this guy's on a different level. And so there's two fighters who are most offended by this. Conor McGregor, who is just... Is, seems less offended, at least on social media, than John Jones does. Jones has really taken to uh, defending himself here. And it's kind of funny and kind of sad and kind of revealing. And I talked about this a little bit yesterday, but I just wanted to go over it again because Jones has really gotten upset about this. McGregor as well, but McGregor not as much. So Jones, I don't know. Is Jones one of the best? Sure. But he also has all his outside-the-cage issues. Jones has been the biggest headache for the UFC, as far as champions go, I believe. He's just been problems. He's been arrested. He's been stripped of the title. He's been... uh, He forced the UFC to move a whole event. I mean, if you think about the uh, things that he's done outside, outside of the cage... Definitely not GOAT material. If it's for talking straight cage work, work, sure. But the thing about all this is, who cares? 
Who cares? Let history judge this. And if you throw yourself into the into this, the judging, people are going to push back on that more than if you just let it go. Recency bias is a problem here with Habib, sure. But Jones isn't doing himself no favors by being so loud and adamant that he is the greatest of all time. And it's not a good look. And it's going to make people dislike him and remove him from the discussion because a lot of people already dislike him. And do I think that some of those are his personality? Sure. Do I think that some of it could be his race? Also sure, because we know the UFC, uh, the MMA fan base, not so tolerant all the time. Do I think it's his outside the cage incidents? Without a doubt. But this is another thing that's going to knock him down the ladder a little bit. You don't see George St. Pierre talking about this. You don't see Anderson Silva talking about this. You don't see anyone else really talking about this. Just Jones is being the loudest. McGregor's throwing himself in there a little bit, but not nearly as much as Jones. It, it, I, don't, I don't know what's going on. It, is it insecurity? A little bit, I think. Is it selfishness? Sure, but this is a one-man sport, so selfishness is expected. And, you know, I don't, I don't know why he's being so adamant about this. It, it strikes me as odd and insecure. And I don't think it's, I don't think all these arguments are going to help him. Jones, John Jones is going to be John Jones. We know that. So hopefully this just all blows over. And in the big picture, greatest of all time, it's meaningless right now. The sport's still too young for this. Um, it's just something for people to argue about. It doesn't get you any more money. It doesn't get you any more rewards. It doesn't get you a shiny belt. It gets you nothing. So why is it such a big deal? I don't know. But I just hope this thing just goes away as soon as it can. Edson Barboza has one fight left in his UFC contract. And he said he's going to fight this contract out. And then he is going to pursue free agency. We know the UFC does not like fighters to fight their contracts out and then pursue free agency. So this could go a couple ways. It could put Barboza on the shelf for a while. It could drop him down uh, the card where he's fighting on the prelims against a tougher opponent. It could put him up at the top of the card where he's facing a tougher opponent. But one thing I'm pretty sure of is the UFC is not going to give him an easy opponent because the UFC does not like to send a fighter into free agency with the win. It's, uh, it's kind of weird about that. And that helps the UFC in two ways. One, if the fighter loses, that fighter is at the UFC's mercy what is what they have to take from the UFC as far as the next offer. And two, it reduces their value on the free agency market. So there's a ways to play this game inside the UFC and the matchmaking to reduce the value of a fighter. Would the UFC do that? Well, the UFC has done that. And I think it's in the antitrust lawsuit where Joe Silva admitted that it had done that, if I'm not mistaken. I might be, but I, I, don't, I don't think I am. Edson Barboza is in for a more difficult fight. Now, 
one way this could work out for Barboza is if this is his end game. He wants to get a title fight. So if he if he's playing this in the way that he knows he's going to get put in a match where he's going to face a fighter ranked above him, then it's a pretty good ploy to get that done. And if he has the confidence that he's going to win, which no fighter does not have that kind of confidence, and if they do, they're probably not too long for uh, the UFC or any any MMA promotion. So in that way, maybe this is a genius play by Barbosa to get what he wants and get tested. I wouldn't put that by him because he has said that he wants a title shot. So if that's the way he gets to the next level of opponent who could give him a title shot, it's a good play. However, it also could backfire in that even if he wins, he's still got to negotiate with the UFC again. So maybe they remember this. If he wins, maybe they don't give him a title fight because we know that uh, Aljamain Sterling took a long time to get a title fight of his own. And I think a lot of that had to do with the fact that he tested free agency uh, early in his career and then re-signed with the UFC. So, again, could backfire. Could put him on the shelf for a long while. Could influence his rankings if he's on the shelf for so long. Um, remember, they did this to Joe Duffy. They made him wait after he fought his contract out. They made him wait a long time to get a new deal. And he was told, I think, that they were, quote-unquote, trying to do something. But, you know, since he fought out his deal, he was the last, one of the lower priorities. So there's a lot of moving parts involved here. The one thing that could benefit Barboza the most is a win and a dominant win over a fighter who is ranked higher than him. I don't think the UFC would want to let Edson Barboza go, especially coming off a win and a dominant one. But I don't. I won't be surprised if the UFC let does let him go, because money's pretty tight right now because of the the shutdown because of and endeavors not going to be making as much money as it could be, and the UFC is really doing a lot to keep things running over there. So there's a lot of moving parts here, like I said, and it's really worth watching to see who Barboza gets booked against, where that fight takes place on the card and where it takes place in the world and what happens with a win or a loss. So um, I like some of these things. I don't like others. I, I don't like that this is so dicey with a, with a fighter's career and how much influence the UFC has uh, as to how it sends a fighter into free agency. Other sports don't have that kind of uh, influence because the schedules are made a year in advance and so if you are heading in the free agency you know you have a year to to accomplish what you want towards heading towards free agency the UFC it's one fight and that fight could be a very difficult one for you depending on how the UFC wants to book it so again watch Edson Barboza and see how everything plays out here but a lot of moving parts and don't expect him to get an easy fight I want to address the scale thing at, at UFC 254, if I can. Um, when Habib got on the scale, he was approved, his weight was approved incredibly fast. And I don't blame 
Khabib for the, for this. I don't blame any of the fighters if it happened to more than him. That blame falls directly on the person operating the scale, which I don't know who it was, and I would like to know. When the UFC competes in Abu Dhabi, it serves as its own commission. So, would the UFC have a reason to approve the weights quickly? Sure. Did it do it? I don't know because I don't know who was manning the scale. And that's the question. And I think that question needs to be asked. Why was that weight approved while the while the, the scale was still moving up? And it was. I don't know if it hit the top and stayed there because it just went so fast and the view wasn't clear. But it was definitely moving up. Is it a controversy? It's a controversy, but I don't think it's a controversy on... Nurmagomedov because he's not the one controlling the scale. He just stepped on it. Anything other than that falls to the commission. And seeing as the UFC was its own commission, I have questions. I have a lot of questions. The main one, why was the weight proved so quickly while the scale was still moving? The secondary one, who was controlling the scale? Was it a UFC employee? Was it someone tied to the UFC? Was it someone who would have a reason to approve the fight and make sure everyone made weight? And those questions need to be asked. I don't think anyone asked that. And so hopefully heading into this fight or next time UFC President Dana White's available, someone asks him that because it's not a good look. It's not a good look. Another thing to ask is why, and you see this in boxing, why wasn't uh, someone from Gaethje's corner present at the weigh-in. I don't think they were. Um, so maybe we need to see that more and more, that someone from the opposing team is at the scale and watching the scale to call BS if they see BS. Seeing as Gaethje and Nurmagomedov are both managed by the same man, that's another level of uh, questions to be asked. So there's a, there's a lot of things to ask about this weigh-in. And as I said, I don't blame the fighters because they just step on the scale. So I do blame the the UFC and whoever controlled the scale for not making it the way in clear as day. And I've heard that this was an issue I didn't see, but someone said this was an issue at another fight and at Fight Island, but I can't confirm that because I, I don't remember it being this way. Um, but going forward, I think this is something that the media needs to watch. I think this is something the uh, opposition teams need to watch. And I think this is something the UFC needs to be aware of. That you cannot call a fighter on weight until, that, until the scale stops and is balanced. And if it hits the top or if it's moving up and you say, good, there needs to be questions answered. There needs to be questions answered about UFC 254, for sure. And that's all I have for tonight. Until tomorrow, everyone stay safe.